How many ever go to movies? How many breathe? Okay, great, you're breathing, you're here, this is good. This is good. Well, we have an ad out at the cinema. Every movie they play out there should have a 30-second ad for TLC. If people are looking for a church home, we're just believing they're going to find it. But you're part of that. God is doing good things, as always. We about using the force, not in any weird, freaky way, um, but actually in the force of faith, in a spiritual way. And so we're just kind of playing off a little bit of Star Wars there. Last week, we were visited by Darth Vader and a stormtrooper. Uh, and I've had people ask, are they going to come again today? I'm like, no. <laughs> but maybe before this is over, we'll have another uh, surprise cameo from those couple guys. And uh, uh, But anyway, we're talking about that force of faith. And we talked last week about faith being a, a servant and, and all of those wonderful things that go with that and how we need to send faith out to do work. So today we're going to talk about something a little bit different, but always connecting. Glad that God always connects everything. We're going to talk about rolling away the stone. Every one of us have stones that we've covered something or that we're just there and we can't seem to get past it or get through it, whether we're trying to get out or trying to get in, and we need that stone and we just get afraid. So we're going to talk about fear, talking about rolling away the stone. We know that the physical things are controlled by the more powerful world, in the spiritual, say amen to that. Because things that are happening in the spirit, you know, that's when they manifest in the physical. And so we're learning some things about God. We talked last week, if I, if I would draw a line, and we would talk about the natural down below the line in our five senses, our seeing, our hearing, our smelling, our tasting, our touching. That's all in that realm. And the enemy is king in that realm. He was kicked out of heaven, and he runs and moves in that realm. That's, that's his domain. Aren't you glad that he's under your feet? Because of the authority that Jesus took back because Adam gave it to the enemy. And Jesus took it back from the enemy to give it back to you. And so he wants us to operate in the level above that line, in the spiritual level. And then we can begin to see things happen in the natural level. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So if we're going to live by faith, it would be good if we started understanding how that works. And how we're supposed to do that. So I believe the enemy wants to get you afraid of the unknown. You know what I mean? He's going to tell you, well, what if? What if this doesn't work? What if this happens? What if this does? What if you do that? Or, or the what was is? You know how you were. You know, you know what happened. And he's always going through those things, the past or, or whatever, just to get you to operate in fear. He wants you to leave the realm of faith. Remember the Bible says we talked last week. Faith says we fight the good fight of faith. And why is it a good fight? Because faith always wins. God never loses. Let's say that again. God never loses. So faith always wins. The enemy wants to get you out of faith. And faith operates in that level above the line. And wants to get you down in the level below the line. Because there he's dominant in that level. How about David and Goliath? According to, you know, if David would go by his senses, if you'd look at Goliath, he's a big boy. He's experienced. He knows how to kill people. That's what he's done all his life. David could hear him taunting. He can see him. He understands all that. He's going to be able to touch him soon if he goes to fight him, if they're in hand-to-hand combat. If he would listen to his senses, his senses are saying, no way, Jose, don't do that. That's not good. But David is listening to another voice. He recalls, this is what happened. Sometimes we recall the past for the wrong reason. Say amen to that. God, God wants you to recall past. If you're going to remember something, remember a victory. 
Remember, maybe you say, I'm not proud of this, but I'm not there anymore. Come on, somebody. I'm not who I used to be. I might not be where I'm going, but I'm on my way. And so God wants to take you from here, and he's already got you over here, but it's the journey that we are walking out to see that come to fruition. David is saying, you know what? I beat the lion, I beat the bear, and you, smarty pants, are going down too. Here's our first thought today. Not everybody's willing to move to the front. When you are in life situations, and all of us got them, you could be a kid in grade school or middle school or high school. You know, there's different levels. Things happen in different areas. In, in grade school, middle school, and high school, there's different drama. And if there are kids in here that I wouldn't say, say amen to that, I'd say, say what up or say word or whatever. But you know what I'm saying. Okay, I'm looking, word. But you know what happens? It, it, life is full of changes. It, when you were in elementary school, great, and you ruled the school. You little punk first graders, get out of our way, man. We are the fifth graders. And we went, now this is back in the day, then to middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And now you're the new kid on the block again. And the eighth you little punk sixth graders, get out of our way. Then when I was in school, we had one building and everybody got thrown in that pool. That was called the freshman building. There wasn't nothing fresh about that building. That building came and it's old. It's not even a school anymore. But, and then, then now high school is 9 through 10. And then you get to high school, it's that whole process over again. Life is full of challenges. Life is full of, of fears that the enemy can put on you. Not everybody's willing to move to the front. Some people don't advance to the front. And I get it. There's some people that are followers. I understand. Not everybody's a leader. And there's times that you need to be a follower and not the leader. I'm okay with that. You should be okay with that. But there are things in your life that no one, and I'm going to say it again, nobody but you needs to take the lead. You can't follow that. You have to lead. I'm going to say it one more time. There are things that you need breakthrough in your life. You must be the leader. Now, there's things in my house when my kids were little, they're under my authority. I will break through for them. Help me because I am dad. I am the father figure. It's under my domain. It's under my authority. It's under my dominion. But now, if they've married and moved out, they must take that authority. They have to understand you have to walk in what God has given you. And you're going to have challenges just like David did. Sometimes we're just preoccupied with the size of our mountain, the size of the giant, all of that stuff, because we put our, our senses in motion. Because it goes back to the way we've been raised in the earth curse system and the things we're all used to. The earth is controlled by much, much of the case fear and by those senses. We talked last week about faith being a spirit. You can't, you can't see a spirit. You, and, and fear is a spirit as well. What happens is the manifestation of something of that spirit. That you don't, you don't know the spirit. Okay. We all have giants to face. Remember the spies. Ten of them said, we can't do it. We can't take that land. Ten of the twelve. Two said, yeah, we can. Ten said, no, no, no. <laughs> because in our sight, we're like grasshoppers to them. See, sometimes our view of us doesn't line up with God's view of us. Because we don't think like him we think, and we don't. The Bible says our thoughts are not his thoughts, but we can subject ourselves to him and be under his authority, under his dominion, under his domain, 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I'm going to put those things in. Second thought this morning. You can't take your giants in your own strength. So if you're not going to move up front, depending on what the giant is, you got to rethink that maybe. Because that's the whole thing. If you don't want to take the ground, I can't take it for you. Listen to what I'm telling you. I've had people call me and say, Pastor, you need to come over to my house because there's some things going on. We're hearing weird things and things are happening and yada, yada, yada. Would you come over? Would you come over? We need you right now. Would you come over? There's there's weird things going on. Yes, okay, I'll come over. So I come over and they they go up. They don't even want to go in the room. No, I don't want to go in the room. Just in that room, right in there, go in that room. And you open the room and I'll, I'll now listen to me because they've already set the stage for your five senses. It's like going to a thriller movie. Oh, this is thriller. thriller. So <laughs> you're already going in there, and my senses want to be doing that thing. You know, I don't want to, you know, I want to go in there. But I want to go in there in the right way. So I have to then say, okay, I've got to start saying, God, what does your word say? And I've got to clothe myself in that. So I go in that room, and I'm taking no prisoners. And so it doesn't matter what they said, what they think's there. I don't, you know, and you can say, well, was it there, was it there? Well, this is my whole point in this whole thing. I don't live in that house, and sooner or later, I'm leaving. I can go in there, and by the authority God has invested in me, whatever's in there that's not of God will go. I say it will go, it cannot stay, has no choice, got to leave. But the dominion and the authority, the exclamation point, is the person that owns and lives in the house. Help me. You, well, Pastor, I don't own my house. I just rent. <laughs> I'm going to take your deposit. Listen, it is about being in God. It is about his authority. That's, that's that very same key is why some, you can see God moving the service and somebody will get their healing. And by the next day when they get home, whatever they got free of is back on them again. Because they have to take dominion. Symptoms can come back. Symptoms are part of the what senses. They can try to come back. You have to take authority and say, no, 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 no. No, I got free from that. No, in Jesus' name, I'm good. I'm healed. I'm healed. Body, you line up. If we can begin to do what God has told us to do, we'll act different we'll see different. We got to start rolling away stones. You cannot take your giants in your own strength. So you're going to either have to move forward if that's a giant that you need to take or if it's one that you're going to help take because it's not your giant, you can be a follower. But no human can defeat Satan. No human can defeat Satan. You cannot beat him by just being you. Big bad Brett can only sing the bad booger blues and not going to beat Satan up. He can't do it, not in his own strength. We've got to operate in faith. And faith is what moves the hand of God. Faith is, faith is the force that we can do impossible things anytime as God calls them into order. God can do anything. Jesus asked so many times, where is your faith? So listen to me. The enemy is not after us. He doesn't want us to get to heaven, true. But what he's after is our what? Our faith And he's after the word that you get. Because the word produces what? One of you said it. 
The rest of you are going, is this a test? <laughs> the word produces faith. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So the enemy is after the word because the word produces faith and faith is what defeats him every time. Because it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He's under my feet. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Remember last week we talked about the ladies that came to anoint Jesus. They came to anoint his body. This is on Sunday morning. And, and they knew, now this is what's amazing. They knew that that stone, and when we talk about a stone, it was a huge boulder. I mean, a massive, no one person's going to move this boulder. It's not only in front of the tomb, it's sealed. So in your mind, picture maybe black tar or whatever they sealed stuff with. They, extra special care, sealed it, put guards at it. These women, even though women can seem to do almost anything and get anywhere they want. Look at somebody, yes, preach it. I like him, he's talking about sales. I'm not talking about sale, but I'm telling you, they can get what they want. They're coming, and the Bible says they already bought spices. Now, they already knew. They, they already saw the tomb sealed. They already saw the stone. They know there's guards. How are they going to anoint his body? They can't get to his body. And we talked last week. Sometimes your head will say, you can't do that. Because your head is working in that level that's in the five senses. But your heart, because it's connected with your spirit to God, is working above that. So your heart doesn't always agree with your head. You ever say something, you're like, I don't even like what I'm saying. You ever do that? Sometimes you say something, wish you wouldn't have said it, and you knew you didn't like it, and you said it anyway because you agreed with them. Yeah, we've all been there. What I'm trying to tell you is they didn't have to know why. They didn't have to know how. They just had to know God just told me to get it, so I did. I don't know how he's going to do it. Let's go. Well, how are we going to get to him? How are we going to get the stone? Oh, no. All they knew was, I'm going to do it because that's what he told me. They bought spices anyway. The principle of this, we find that even in Romans, calling things that are not as though they are. When's the last time you saw something and knew what it was not and called it something else? See, in the world today, if you call that and you come in here and you're like, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. People would say, you are a lion sack of potatoes. Now, because <clears throat> there's truth, and if you got, a, you, know, you got the bedrock bug, you might not be, you know, in the real, in the natural, in the five cents realm, yeah, that's not good. But have you ever said, you know what, God healed my body, <laughs> And I'm good in Jesus' day. Can I tell you, people are like, well, that's lying. No, that's not. That's faith. Now, it depends on your perspective. If you're just using it just to use it and you don't believe it, yeah, that's probably lying. But if you believe it according to the word, sickness can't stay in your body. I say sickness can't stay in your body. Disease and, and infection and infirmity can't stay on somebody that's, that's declared that called something that's not as though it was. And if it got in there, it's got to leave. I prayed with somebody on the phone just this week. I talked to them, and they sounded terrible. And I, they said, oh, I just, uh, just hope this thing doesn't last long. And I said, listen, let's declare right now that it's done now. Let's serve it notice now, and we'll be done with this, and you can go on and do what you're supposed to do. Okay. 
I said, well, do you believe that? Yes. Okay, let's pray. Called me back or texted me back and said, hey, when you prayed, I just started getting better. Listen, it isn't because I'm, you know, Puff the Magic Dragon. I don't live by the sea. I don't even know how to frolic. (laughs) But what I'm telling you is this. It is because the word that is in me got in her. And that when she believed that, how are you going to roll away the stone? I don't know. I don't know. How's that sickness going to leave? I don't know. How's that green snot going to dry up? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care to the how. I just care to do what he says. And my job is just to believe. My job is just to believe. His job is to push the stone and to do it. Say amen to that. Here's our third thought. Walking by faith is not always walking by common sense. It's not always going to be what makes sense to you. You have to release. When God says something and you're like, okay, I don't know why I'm doing that, but I got to do that. You have to release. Faith always has a point of release and a time of reception, a time that it's received. You know, for those jocks that are in the room that like football, the quarterback has to throw the ball for the pass and the, and the player has to catch it for it to be received. He can talk all day long and act like he's going to throw it and act like, but the ball ain't never going to get down there unless he lets it go and it gets to where it's supposed to go and that guy takes it. Let me just say this. Now listen, because I didn't think of this till just now. It goes on the guy that received his record as a reception, and it also goes on the quarterback's record the same way. I'm saying there's going to be times in your life you're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to, if it's faith, you've got to let it go. You've got to put it out there. And then you got to receive it coming back. So kind of like you're playing catch with yourself. And God's involved in it. But if you'll just listen and understand, it's by faith. Faith is what's going to move the mountain. They didn't know how the rock was going to get moved. All they knew was that God would have to do it. When they got there, the stone was gone, wasn't it? All right, moving on here. Let me just tell you a story about Kim and I. Kim and I... uh, She's been with me a long time, 32 years in June. Is that 32 in June, right? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm in trouble now because I had to ask. (laughs) No, it's 32. I got it, right? 32, yes. Okay, here's the deal. There have been times that we have been on on special help and aid. Sometimes people are like, well, you don't even know what it's like. Trust me, I know what it's like to be on Medicare and Medicaid and, and WIC and all that. We've been there, done that, lived in a camper for months. You know, and we didn't even have a house, just moved by faith and said, okay, and a 24-foot camper, and the oven didn't work, and oh, I could go on. And this one, we couldn't even put, Maddie, we couldn't even put her in a walker, because there's no place for her to walk. It's a 24-foot camper, the kids were stacked on top of each other, and we're sitting, and the heater didn't work. And we're saying, okay, okay, God, you brought us here. Well, we're going through all of that stuff. And, and we're, you know, having, and we finally got it, God moved us out of the camper and got us miraculously into another house. And then we ended up buying another house that people said, you'll never get that house. That'll never happen. And God did a miracle and it happened in less than 30 days. And she was sitting in front of a fireplace on a Christmas Eve. It was just an amazing thing. And we had taken our kids. We were getting at that house. We were getting 
the whatever the people that deliver the peanut butter and the Cheerios and the cheese. That's what we were getting. The people across the street were getting Schwann, the ice cream and all that stuff. And man, I was like, oh. Saying, Brett, what, what I'm telling you, well, just hang with me for just a second. It was during that time frame that God said to us, now we always were givers. We always gave our 10% and above in offering. And God said, well, what, what are you believing me to make? And we said, well, we want to make this. Now we're not saying, you know, we weren't asking for, um, I'm Elmer Fudd, I want to mention any yacht. Uh, we weren't doing that. I mean, because we were just where our faith is at. Now sometimes you might say, well, that's, you should dream big. Well, we didn't know about dreaming big. All we knew about was we're just barely surviving, and then we might not be doing that. We need more than that. You ever been there? So we're just right. I'm just being as real as with you as I can. So we said, we're believing we would make this. In the church, there was no way at that point. We, you know, we were not making anywhere close to that. And God said, give like you're making that. And we were like, say what? And he told me and he told her. And we started saying, okay. So how is that going to happen? I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how he's going to fix it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we started giving like we were making that amount. Can I tell you, God brought in money, changed our salary, changed everything, and we were eventually making exactly what we were giving. Within a very, It really wasn't that long of a time period. You might be saying, well, Brett, I don't want to do that. I am tithing, so I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I get it. I'm not asking you to do more. I'm telling you what he told us. Okay, so this, I'm not trying to manipulate or trying to, to trick you into giving more. You know, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm trying to be real with you and to say we did some things by faith because that's what he said, and he was faithful to see that happen. Was it hard? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Were there times I wanted to go do? Yep. I don't, uh, to this day, I don't know how she did what she did with a budget. We were living in this house. It was one of her favorite houses we've had. And our grocery budget was like 15 or $25 a week for six of us. I, to, this, to this day, I still do not know how that happened unless, you know, there was a grocery bunny somewhere or something. I mean, just crazy blessings would just happen. Groceries would just show up. We didn't, I didn't go to the church and say, they didn't know. I mean, I suppose if, when they counted the money, they'd say, wow, you know, Pastor and Kim are doing whatever. We never told anybody. We had people show up and said, the Lord told me to take you to the grocery store today. Today? Yep, come on, can you go today? Sure. <laughs> bring your kids. No, you don't want me to bring my kids. We're going to the grocery No, no, no. Because kids do not know Food Club and Pop-Tart name brand. Kids all want name brand. And they want cereal just because the prize inside. And they want this and they want that. They said, bring the kids. I think... Well, Maddie wasn't there, so I think it was Mal, Zach, and Sammy. And we went. Three carts. She spent over $300. And she's like, you like these? And Mal, look at me, look at her, look back at me like, you can tell her, I like those, I like those a lot. Put them in the cart. And I'm like, man. And she's, you know, here, get this, get this, get this. And, and I'd say, you don't, you know, I'm, and she'd say, the Lord told me to do this. So it's all good. We got out of there, and I'm just, I look back at those times and say, I never saw that coming. The only thing I did see was I'm going to be obedient. And God provided the way. Luke 17, 11 through 14 says this. It happened he went to Jerusalem, and he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. He entered a certain village. Ten men who were lepers 
stood afar off. They lifted up their voices. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Let me just ask you a question. What happens if they didn't went? You're a kid. We used to say that. He went. What happens if they didn't go? Because now listen, again, this is a stone roll away thing. Because if they get to town, how are they going to get to the priest? Everybody knows they got leprosy. They can't go in town. If they try to come in town, they're going to be killed. That's the law. They are not allowed in there. So they could say, well, there's no sense in me doing anything. That's stupid. How am I going to do that? How about, you know, when they told Naaman, go dip seven times. What if he said, I'm not, that's dumb. I don't understand the how, but I just got to do the do. I got to do what he says and just make that happen. If they had stayed, they get nothing. But they acted on his word, believing him. And that force of faith starts rolling away the stone. The Bible says, as they went. Could you imagine? Leprosy is one of those things where parts of your body drop off. You know, like this just, oop, there goes a finger. You know, that kind of stuff. That's nasty. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Well, my ear's gone. I must have lost it the last quarter mile. I don't know. But in, in those, you know, but what on the way there, all of a sudden, hey, hey, look at my hand. Could you see maybe one of them going, hey. And the next one going, hey, look at me. And as they go, let's keep going. You see, if the enemy tries to put something on you, let me just tell you, faith can get it off. Mark 4, 21, 24 said to him, the lamp bought uh is a lamp bought to be put under a basket or under a bed it's not to be set on is it not to be set on a lampstand there's nothing hidden which will not be revealed nor has anything been kept secret but it should come to light if anyone has ears to hear let him hear then he said to them take heed what you hear with the same measure you use it it will be measured to you and you who hear more will be given brings us to our fourth point you gotta guard what you hear did you know that everything you hear is not truth Everything you hear doesn't mean that it's, there's always, there's always two sides to every story, isn't there? You can hear one side, the Bible says, and it'll sound right and true to you, until you hear the other side, and then you're like, oh, well. Then, you know, so you, you can't, you've got to guard what you hear. Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Again, that's Romans, Romans 10, 17. That's why the enemy is after what you're hearing. He's after the word because the word produces faith, and faith beats him every time. But faith has to be fed, and so does fear. So if you want to feed fear, you can feed fear. If you want to feed faith, you have the option to feed faith. The Bible says we're, we're winning in a good fight. A good fight, why is it good? Because faith wins. Faith win- God never loses. Think about that. He never loses. His record is completely KO. He, never, he doesn't have any ties. He doesn't have any losses. He wins every time. Did God tell you to fight people? He doesn't tell you that. See, sometimes we fight people because we put that on people. And literally, it's probably not the person, or it's not. It's the spirit that's oppressing or resting or operating. So you got to fight the spirit. Or we can fight down in the level of natural. Have you ever noticed somebody that got saved and it changed their personality? Anybody? They were grouchy and mean. They get saved, and then there's still some, you know, things are still, but they're, they're, they're very much different because they found God. Why is that? Old things pass away. 
All things become new. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes I've known people that just cussed like a sailor. They got saved. They still were cussing. Maybe not quite as much, but they were. It's getting there. Mark 2, 1 through 12. Now, this is a story, and I'm just going to briefly just go through. You can read it all, but this is four guys bringing one guy to find Jesus. The room's so crowded, they can't get in. They can't get in the door. People packed everywhere. And they say, okay, we're getting him in. So they take the roof off. They lower him down. Jesus says this. He tells him, no, I'll just read it. I'll read what he says. He said, then why do you, well... Uh, son your sins are forgiven you and some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts why does this man speak blasphemies like this who can forgive sins but god alone but immediately when jesus now listen he perceived in his spirit what they reasoned thus within themselves and if you look up before that they're not saying they spoke out loud this is what they're thinking you know people are always thinking And he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins. He turned to the paralytic, or he says to him, he says, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he went. And they, everybody was amazed, said, we haven't seen anything like this. What was Jesus saying? He was telling them it was just as easy to get healed as it is to get saved. That's what he's saying. But we don't look at it like that. We look at it as it's a whole other dimension. But everything that we need, everything that you need, God has already provided for. And it works the same way you got saved, by faith. We talked last week, faith is a servant. I'm trying to tell you something today. You need healing in your body the same way you got saved, the same way you got healed. That's how it works. You need provision, then you call on the, on the one that has all the provision. And the same way you got saved, the same way you'll get provision. That's how the kingdom is operated. Thank God for radical friends. Isn't it good to have people that are just like, oh, you're getting in there. Oh, we will get you in there. I can't. Put me by the door. Maybe he'll see me on the way out. No, no, you're going in. You are going in. We got to be careful that we're not like Samson and just take God for granted. Sometimes we've had seasons where we've seen God move mightily and use us to do it or, or you believe something and it happened and you're just like, huh, and you become flippant. We always need to understand it is greater than he that's in us. We always need to give God recognition and say, Lord, it's, it's only by you because we don't want to take that for granted. Here's number five. Now, I'm telling you, I've declared already this is a life-altering message for people. I declared it this morning. I've declared it when we, before we even started here. So this is what's going to happen. But here's thought number five. Faith has to be acted on. In other words, you've got to speak it. You've got to say it. You've got to do it. This is a say covenant. You've got to act on your faith. Faith without works is dead. So we must act on it. Fear will work, but you have to act on that too. And see, that's what people don't understand. We can either walk by faith or you can walk in fear. You want to feed one, one will grow. You want to feed the other, the other will grow. David told Goliath this day. I love that about David. David had already declared, I've done the lion, I've killed the lion, I've killed the bear. You're going to be just like that. This day, you're going down. This day. When's the last time you told the devil this day? 
I don't think the devil likes deadlines, do you? I think Jesus said on three days, you can't keep a good man down. <laughs> How many have watched um, The New Apprentice with Schwarzenegger? Anybody? You know what he says? He doesn't say, you're fired. He says, oh, you're terminated. <laughs> he even said this last night. We were cracking up. This way, now we recorded it, so, you know, this way he said, <laughs> um, what did he say, Justin? <laughs> That's what he said, yeah. I had to remember. He said, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> we look at each other, we're like, are you kidding me? I mean, whatever you feed grows, whatever you starve dies. You want to feed your faith, and your faith is going to grow. You want to feed your fear, your fear is going to grow. I, you know, I know people that are like, I can't go, we can't go, no. But there are, there are times that you're going to have to roll away the stone. You're going to have to speak to your mountain. Instead of saying, hey, I need somebody to agree with me in prayer, I'll agree with you all day long. But just like I said before, you've got to live it. You're the one that's got to go there and say, uh-uh. You're the one that's got to say from this day forward, this day you are going down. That's what David declared. Today, today, Goliath, not tomorrow, not next week. You don't have to get your brothers. Today, I'm feeding your ugly face to the birds. David really knew how to get ahead in life. Here's number five. Just trying to help. You know, we talk about faith has to be active. And I already told you that. But faith causes God's hand to move. It is faith that causes his hand to move. You see, has the enemy ever tried to get you in strife? If he can get you in strife, he'll get you out of faith. All he wants to do, because faith will beat him every time. You know what beat him on Easter Sunday? Jesus. He thought he won, and Jesus had this whole thing. God had this plan so he could beat him, and that you would have everything you need. Strife. And all of its friends. You got to bind things. You got to fight the fight of what? The fight of faith. You got to start watching what you say. Guard what you hear. Call things that are not as though they are. But Brett, this is how it is. I get how it is. What do you want it to be? Speak the end result. I've been calling my scale better. That's a weight scale. I've been telling it it's lying to me. (laughs) It actually tells you, that, you know, it's going to tell you what it is. But, you know, have you ever had giants? I mean, I've had, I've had giants where you, you beat them and they come back. You beat them, and I'm just talking about weight. You beat it, you come back. You beat it, you come back. And all of that. And so, you know, you begin and I start calling, okay, so I've got to get in my mind what my end result will be. Oh, I'm helping somebody today. I've got to get in my mind... The picture of what my end result will be. I'm going to speak to what my end result is instead of what I see now. Because what I see now is subject to change. Because I'm living underneath this line. I got to speak above that line so that when I get to what I need here, it manifests underneath here.
You can't go by what you feel. Well, I don't feel that. I don't like, I don't see that, so I'm not believing that. You can't go by what your senses tell you. You can't go by what somebody said. So-and-so said this. you got to go by what the Word says. you got to go by what God says. If God said it, that's what you believe. If that's what I believe, that's what I speak. If that's what I speak, that's what I do. If that's what I do, that's who I am. I'm going to do what God says. I'm going to say what God says. I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability to push the stone away. i got some stone rollers in here that need to grab that stone and just start pushing. This is so different than the first service. But I mean, in my mind, I feel like the Lord's saying, share this story. Now listen, sometimes when you start pushing on a stone, it doesn't move. Or it doesn't look like it's moving. Say amen. Because sometimes when you start pushing, it's like, I don't see any results. I mean, I'm pushing. God. And you just keep doing it. There's a story, and this is, uh, I, from what I understand, this is a true story. There's a big ship liner at, at dock, and this father is trying to teach his son this life lesson. And he said, son, you can move anything if God's behind you. And the little boy's just little, and he's looking up to his dad because his dad to him is like a superhero. Dads, we need more superheroes in our life. And so, he, you know, he, he said, I could push that ship and push it away from the dock. And the little boy said, you know, Daddy, had a big ship. And he said, yeah. He said, but God could do, if God wanted me to do that. And he said, sure enough, he shared with the boy and he felt like he's supposed to go over to the ship. So if you can picture a man on the Titanic, you know, standing up again. I mean, this is a big ship. This isn't like, you know, bigger than, this is huge. So he puts his hands on that and he just starts pushing. Wow, that moved pretty quick. <laughs> he starts pushing. <laughs> Nothing's moving. And he's pushing and he's straining. And pretty soon, people are walking by going, And now he's got a crowd. There's five people, ten people. Ten minutes go by. He's still pushing. Sweat begins to beat up on his head. His little boy, he's walking around. My daddy's pushing the ship. Dad's pushing the ship. He's pushing the ship away. And they're looking like, yeah, yeah. Twenty people, 25, 50 people. And he continues to push. Ship's not moving. Sweat now beating off of his brow, dripping off his chin, off his nose. And the sun is going still around. He goes, my daddy, he's pushing. And people begin now to laugh. You're crazy. Look at this dude. Reporters are showing up. Guy trying to push ship. Blah, 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 blah. Within about 20 minutes of constant, they mocked him. They told him he couldn't do it. They hear a crack. And the ship starts moving away from the dock. Friends, listen to me. You can push the stone away. You can roll the stone away, but you got to keep pushing. You got to keep staying on what God's told you to stay on. I don't care what people say. I don't care what it looks like. But if you want a breakthrough, you got to use the force of faith. If God says wealth and riches are in your house, why would you say different? Well, Brett, there is no wealth and riches in my house. That's why. What, what do you determine as wealth? What do you determine as riches? But if you're going to say opposite of what God says, I can't help you. Because there's nothing greater than God. I can either feed faith or I can feed fear. I choose to feed faith. If God says there is wealth and riches in my house, then if I apply myself to do whatever God says, then I'm going to have wealth and riches in my house. Well, Brett, I, I, I just, you know, I tried tithing last week, but it didn't work. Really? Keep pushing the stone. 
keeps saying, you know, tithing is a heart issue. Everything I have is God's. I mean, if you want to really be honest, if God says 10%, that's a pretty good deal. He could turn it around. You live on 10, I'll take 90. Listen how quiet that is. But everything we have is God's. He's a good God, my friends. You want to see miracles and you start saying, God's not trying to buy you. That's not, this is not what this is about. What I'm trying to tell you is use your faith. Then start saying, God, let me do everything you've called me to do. Let me be everything you've called me to be. Help me to follow you to the letter. I don't have to know the hows. I just have to do what I'm called to do. Luke 21, 25 and 26 says, There'll be signs in the sun and the moon, the stars, earth distress of nations. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them. Of those things which are coming on the earth, the powers of heaven will be shaken. This is what happens. If somebody comes in and goes, you know, we play hide and seek or something, we come a boo, and they go, <gasps> this is what they do. We, <gasps> and we almost grab our heart. I think this scripture is not just talking about physical, it's talking about spiritually. We need to understand there's, there is the enemy trying to get you in fear of everything. Look at what's going on in the world today. Remember the day? I, I remember growing up, I never worried about, about wars. Even though when I was growing up, you know, we went through some stuff. But it just seemed like you could still sit out on your porch and drink lemonade. And I never worried about watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade and wondering if, there, if any terrorists from ISIS were going to try to do anything. Help me, somebody. I mean, we never wanted, we didn't have to worry about that with our kids. The worst thing we had to tell our kids is, hey, you be in when it gets dark. And now people are like, we can't let our kids go out because there's creepos out there. I'm not saying there weren't creepos back then, but it just seemed like things were different. If you are feeding fear, that's what's growing. 2 Timothy 1.7, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So if you have fear, did it come from God? No, it did not. What would we be if we didn't live in the fear zone? If we had no fear, I mean, Jesus had no fear. Jesus was just rock solid, obviously. I mean, he, had, he didn't fear about, he didn't care what people thought. He's going to say he loved people, but he was about doing his father's business. He made people mad when he was declaring the things of God. Man, he's just like, he just did it. What would you do? How would you behave different if you didn't worry about fear? If you weren't afraid? Zero, not a zippo, zilch. Fear wants to contaminate your faith, and we're almost finished. If I told you I'm going to give five people an all-expense trip to Disney World, I'm going to pay for your airfare, pay for you to go see Mickey. Ha! Hi, Mouseketeers. It's Roundup Day. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, here's five planes. I was just told that two of the five, they've got some engine trouble, but I'm not sure which two. But just pick your plane, and we'll get you there, we hope. It's going to affect your Disney World experience. Because you don't want to go, I don't want to pick the wrong plane. No, thanks, I'll drive. No, you have to, you have to take a plane. You see, fear, you can allow, we, there's just, how about the news? The news is positive, isn't it? Recently, there's just people in the news that somebody broke in their house, walked in an unlocked door or something, took the people captive, and then robbed from them and took off. And it almost sends fear in us to go, we must keep 17 shotguns by the door. I'm buying a pit bull. 
you know, we almost, oh, watch what you feed. No, we live in a world that there's not good things a lot of times. I get it. We also live in a world that there are good things a lot of times. But let's, let's say, God, let's declare our house protected. Let's walk our property and, and anoint it. And let's believe God for angels around it and protection. And, Father, we won't live in fear. And, you know, and heaven forbid, but if I ever needed to have to get to a gun for protection, I'll be able to get to one. I'll be able to get it. And, you know, whatever that need. I'm, are you with me? I mean, because we cannot live in fear. Okay, I'm going to move on, on down. The bolder you get in God, the clearer you can hear. The bolder you get in God, the clearer you can hear. Now, it's okay. People will say, and I, without even going uh, to all the, the other scripture, but there's people that are just saying, well, we, you need a little fear. Let me just say, you can have a fear of the Lord. How many grew up with knowing a fear of the Lord? And the fear of the Lord is just basically a, a, of a respect. This is God. I just don't flippantly go in and, you know, hey, pass me the cheese, will you? And I'm not doing anything like that with God. I'm not putting God on like I put on a sport coat or a jacket. So there is a respect. There is a humbleness that I understand who's my creator. I, you know, I would never uh, go to my dad and just say, you know, hey, scoot it over, man. I want to sit there. Could you imagine doing that? You don't know my dad, but I don't know that, you know, because here's the thing. I grew up in the, in the day and age when my I still to this day don't know where kingdom come is. My mom would say this, you just wait till your father gets home. My dad always came home. We had 15 steps, and I could lay in my room, and I could count them as he walked up them. And I'd be seven, eight, and I'm waiting on him to turn. Because I don't even know what I did. If I could get to my sister, I might find out. <laughs> we, we were close. <laughs> what did I do this time? Anyway, she's a wonderful sister. But what I'm saying is, you know, there was a healthy respect of just, you know, I. Some of us, we've got to get back to, you know, if you do something wrong, where's the conviction anymore? Let God, let the Spirit of God convict you so that you can get it right. Fear has family, wants to throw a family reunion at your house. One of the family members he'll bring is doubt. Doubt has, you know, it, I doubt that. I don't want to do this. I don't believe God. You got to kick that stuff out. Fear also has other family members. We've talked about strife and stress. But here's our last point. We need to just sound the alarm. Sound the alarm because fear's bringing cousins and family members to a buffet and he wants to come to your house to feed. But you have to decide if you're going to let that stone stand in your way to either. It's okay if you want to put it there by God and keep him out. But if there's a stone where you need to break free, you need to roll that away and fight fear. The Bible says he didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And that's fixed on the word of God. In other words, I want to feed my faith. I'm not going to feed my fear. Anxiety. Anybody been anxious? The Bible says to be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. For nothing. We talked about stress and strife. Worry. I have people tell me, I don't, 
uh, you know, I'll say, uh, you need to meditate on the things of God. Well, that's kind of like, it sounds like a college term, meditate. I don't even like that word, because everybody thinks when you say meditate, we go, hum, hum. I'm not talking about meditating like that. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about thinking about the things of God, going over those things in your mind. And I have people more than you know will say, I don't know how to meditate. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Because that's what you're doing. If you are going over and worrying, you're feeding fear. You're feeding fear and his cousins. You're feeding doubt. You're feeding stress. You're feeding strife. What you're worrying about is not going to change anything. You cannot deal with fear naturally. Natural things cannot change spiritual things. You've got to reverse that. It's spiritual things that change and manifest in the natural. You have to use the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. Jesus was like this. You've got to feed your faith. That's what he's always asking. Where's your faith? Feed that. Remember, and I, and I gave in the first service, so I'll give you a quick synopsis and we're closed. The story of Peter walking on the water. They thought it was a ghost and they were afraid, the Bible says. And Jesus came. He said, it's me. And Peter says, okay, if that's you, tell me to come. Remember last week we talked about the progression. Word, faith, things. Jesus said, come on. That's the word. Here's the faith. And the things is, I'm going to do just what you said. And he's walking on the water. Now, here's the thing. Then he looks around and he sinks. And Jesus says, where's your faith? Why are you of little faith? You do a study on that. And in the beginning, you know, we, we've talked, and it's true, about all the things that are around. Well, he got the waves and, and he got his mind off that. All true. You do a study on that, and basically what Jesus is saying is, you had enough burst of faith to get out. Think about the other 11. They didn't do that. But Peter's like, I'm on, hey, that's you, let's do this. So Jesus is saying, how many have seen a bottle rocket? Bottle rocket, isn't that like a lot of us, me included, sometimes that's our faith. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's stop, let's stop, let's stop. We just run out real quick. And that's what Jesus, you had that short burst. Come on, Pete. Some of you have been fighting this fight for a long time. It's time you roll away the stone. It's time something changed. It's time you put that out there and said, God, I'm not waiting on anything. This day, this day, today, I'm declaring I'm not afraid anymore. Today's my day. Today, my addiction stops. Today, I'm free. Today, I'm going to do this. Today's the day. And you take that stand and watch in the five senses because you've taken the stand in the spiritual. Watch things get in order down here. Say amen to that. It's up to you. All I can do, the best I can do is is teach it to you. But if you apply it, you'll be amazed at what happens in the kingdom of God. We're going to keep using this force of faith. We're going to see great things happen today. Now, if you're sitting here back and saying, I don't know how God's going to do that. I don't know. You don't have to know. You don't have to understand everything. All you have to do is stand under it. God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I just have to believe. That's your job. Just believe. Let him do it. Remember, faith is a servant. I'm going to send faith out. By God, faith is going to do that. And it's going to bring back fruit. It never goes out and doesn't do what it's sent. Did you hear that? God's word always gets it done. Always. Our job is just to believe it. I believe. 
I call the end result, I, I release it, and I receive it, and I watch things come to fruition. Bow your heads, please. <clears throat> Maybe this morning you're saying, Pastor, that's exactly where I'm at, man. I've had this stone in front of me for a long time. The same addiction or the same fault or the same whatever it is. Now we've got a prayer team that's up here to my right and to my left. And they're up here just for you. They'll pray with you for whatever you need. Whether it's you've already been saved or just need to come up and just reconfirm it with someone. That's fine. They're here just to minister to you. But if that's you and you're saying, you know what? I'm sick of going through the same thing every year. This is my year to break through, to break out, to be free for things to change. Not just an emotional decision here. Because we're not doing this on our five senses. Listen to me. You're making the decision by faith according to the word of God. If that's you, I want you just to put your hand up. Boy, yep, we see those. Yes. So many hands in different places. Yeah. Maybe this morning you're saying, Pastor, would you pray with me? I need to give my life to the Lord. Whether you've done it a hundred times before, I don't care. Whether you've never done it. I just want you to know that he's here for you today. And today is the day that things change in the spiritual and they'll manifest in the natural. If you need that change and you're saying, I want to be in the family of God, pray for me. I want you to put your hand up and put it back down. Yes. Yep. Sure. See all three of those. That's awesome. Anybody else? Let's say this prayer together. Jesus, today by faith, I give my whole self to you. I receive you to me. From this day forward, I'll serve you with all my heart. Thanks for forgiving me. Thanks for dying for me. In Jesus' name. Now with your heads bowed and your eyes still closed, those in the first thing that we said, they're just saying, today's my day. Today's my day of freedom from whatever it is, from whatever you need, from whatever you're believing for, from whatever the enemy's put on. Today's the day you get the monkey off your back. Today's the day that you are free. Today's the day that you bust out. Today. I want you to pray this. Dear God, today, this day, I declare free in Jesus' name. I take, I receive all of the blessings that you have for me, God. The promotions, the anointing, the wisdom. I walk in freedom. I bind the enemy in any area of my life that's not of you. And God, I, I just cleanse myself for you. Jesus, take every corner, every nook, every spot. I'm healed, I'm saved, I'm delivered in Jesus' name. Say amen to that. Stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout. Praise God.